0: welcome to Psychic Today. I'm your host Jill Roberts and today I'm going to be talking about kundalini activation and also about the lesser known chakras and all the chakras in the body and outside the body and certain things we have to do to prepare to do the kundalini activation. So I hope it's warm wherever you are. It is freezing here in New York City. Please forgive my voice. I have a terrible sore throat I came down with yesterday morning and a bad cold. And it's probably because of these very, very low temperatures that we have going on here. Um, Actually, last week it actually felt like it was below zero. (laughs) So it's been on and off the weather, really cold um, for example, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, it was extremely cold, and then Thursday, it was 58 degrees and raining, so it's just been quite strange. Anyway, back to kundalini activations and chakras and balancing, and I'm going to help you through everything there is to prepare for this, and there's quite a big preparation involved so don't get overwhelmed if you listen to my podcast on a regular basis or if you don't and you are interested in this subject um, I would do them in order because each segment and in each episode is going to be leading up to the activations and that if that's what you're here for then definitely stay tuned, okay? So I'm going to be working with um, several different materials, but one of them is um, uh, Judy Hall's um, book on Kundalini Activation, Chakra Balancing, different crystals and stones you can use for that. And, you know, basically a broad definition of what each of these things are. So if you don't understand this right now, or or you've heard about it and you don't know much about it, don't worry about it. We're going to go through this step by step. Okay. So, and I will explain everything. If there's something that you don't understand, please feel free to email me at info at, psychicmediumnyc.com. Again, that's info, I-N-F-O, at psychicmediumnyc, which stands, of course, for New York City, dot com, okay? So what Judy does is she, in one of her introductions to Kundalini, she talks about it as The Dance of Shakti and Shiva. Okay. And she has a fantastic quote here by a Dr. Glenn Morris. And it's just amazing. So, quote, Kundalini is the mass explosion of dark, raw, sexual, moist, sticky, juicy power. It is distinctly the wild feminine which cannot be controlled. It is primitive, it is primitive, messy, and overpowering, like birth, and can be as frightening as death. So, and it's so true, it really is. Um, I don't know if you've ever worked with very high vibrational stones, but you will get a thrust feeling, you will get, um, you know, those thrust feelings all over your body, and it is, it is quite, um, it, well, that's how you know it's working, <laughs> but um, it's, it's quite pretty much like what this, um, this quote infers. So, you know, if you've ever experienced a firestorm of, of anything rushing up your spine, um, electric shocks or tingles coursing through your body, Uh, waves or energy flowing through you like ripples on the sea or maybe some icy chills, an instantaneous cosmic orgasm, a scintillation of the senses, ultimate bliss, momentary enlightenment, being bathed in liquid light or blasted out of your body. If so, you've definitely experienced a kundalini event. Sometimes we experience these things and we may not realize that's what we're experiencing. But that is the complete definition, if you may say so, of what a kundalini event is. So you're going to, not everybody's going to feel exactly those, all those symptoms, It might be one, it might be two, it might be all, okay? So, listen, you know, Kundalini goes by many names, but you may be afraid of what you'll encounter when you do. There are many warnings out there about this mysterious, overwhelming force that can rush up your spine and fountain out of your head. Authentic empowerment is on offer, but not without its traps and, you know, uh, little hiccups, as we'll say, you know, um, I particularly like the quote above because it really does encapsulate the core experience of fiery Kundalini awakenings, um, The witness of the Shakti force, which is the primordial cosmic energy, moving through you to meld with the pure primal consciousness of Shiva and gave birth to expanded awareness. That is basically, I guess, the dance of Shakti and Shiva. Kundalini and the chakras through a Western energetic healing frame of reference is what we're going to be talking about. Okay, so... They're going to be crystals we need to cleanse and activate. Um, We're going to be activating the lesser-known chakras, like I said, and we'll take it one bit at a time. So where crystals really come into their own is in bringing about a vibrational shift of consciousness, literally taking us into a new dimension or rather opening up all possible dimensions. And I think this is why I have such an affinity for crystals because they are themselves, these wonderful little energy beings, and they help us in so many ways, whether it be in mediumship where you're raising your vibration and your clients' loved ones are lowering theirs, so you kind of meet up in the middle And you're able to have a conversation or if it's not a conversation, you'll see things, feel things, um, smell things that this spirit is conveying to you. So whether it's in mediumship or whether it's for enlightenment and awakening and kundalini and um, activation the everything that they all have in common is crystals. You know, the chakras are energy sources in our body and above our body and below our body. Um, And crystals themselves are energy beings. So when you combine the two, you can just be prepared for an amazing experience. But you do have to quiet the chatter in the mind and don't have so many expectations. It's hard for us not to. We try to picture what it's going to be like. We see these uh, supposed gurus who talk about um, what it's like to channel. And uh, maybe, you know, they channel the Palladians or you know, the Syrians or whomever, and you try it, and, like, it's not what you think it's going to be like. It's, of course, different for everybody, but the way they make it seem is like it's this experience where, you know, this something like miraculously magical happens and you're sitting there having a conversation with, you know, a galactic being of light. And it's not like that at all, honestly. It Sometimes it can come in the form of thought processes, meaning thoughts that are not either things that you would know to think about where claircognizance comes in with clear audience in the sense of thought, not so much hearing, but thought, hearing thoughts in your mind. Um, I know I'm telling you to clear your mind, but you need to clear your mind in order to have those thoughts or hear those things. So don't get discouraged if it doesn't sound like um, exactly, what some of the people out there are talking about when they are channeling or they're having these sort of um, enlightenment experiences, and for you, you feel like it's just a eh, dud. It's not. Again, it's different for everyone. So, crystals are where the other dimensions and the possibility of. All dimensions are. There are so many crystals available now whose aim is to usher in awareness and integrate the perception of both being human and divine at the same time. Historically, this has been described as what Judy Hall talks about as the dance of Shakti and Shiva. Shakti is power and Shiva is unadulterated consciousness. Raising awareness and linking with the divine has always been the aim of kundalini activation. But the crystals point out that we cannot achieve this unity until we have completed our personal healing and growth work and prepared our chakras to mediate the energetic flow. So that is very important. I know we just want to kind of get to it, and we're living in a society where immediacy is paramount, but you do need to prepare yourself, you know, mentally, physically, and emotionally, before doing this. Okay? So, um, kundalini's, uh, kundalini rising can stimulate a cleansing catharsis as the energy shift. Now, this shift can be Assisted by preliminary chakra work, including opening the higher chakras and raising the Kundalini in gentle purifying stages. Um, so what we'll be doing is, you know, we'll f- do all the preparatory information um, through the through the podcast. And we can even do a mass kundalini activation once we've gotten through all of this material together in a Facebook Live um, or on, a, on YouTube, whether it's uh, live or if you prefer, I do a video so you could do it on demand if you're not keeping up with the stages that we're going through. Do me a favor, let me know what is most comfortable for you. If you think you're able to follow along with the podcast and you want to do it live, we can do it live. We could do it live via podcast. We could do it live on, um, like I said, in a video chat. So you tell me, okay? So um, we'll be going through all the preparatory information on the chakras, old and new, what blocks and clears them and the psychological, um, physiological, and spiritual effect they could have. Um, Then we'll move on to Kundalini. No longer a secret teaching, um, shared with only initiatives, considerable attention is now being given to raising the Kundalini force, and scientists are becoming interested in researching the effects. The subtle but extremely dynamic psycho-spiritual energy can eradicate Oh, sorry, eradicate. I can't pronounce this. I'm sorry, I'm not feeling well. Um, eradicate the cells of our physical and etheric bodies with new resonance. Okay, so one of that literally enlightens us. Okay, that's E N dash, lights dash ends, enlightens us. Okay. That is, it awakens our light body and our ability to assimilate higher dimensional frequencies. But unless this is done with due care, the the rise may be uncontrolled and unexpected consequences, including immense discomfort, can happen, you know. So the best way to ensure that the rise is under your control is to have all your chakras open and functioning at optimum subtle energy bodies in harmony, and to use crystals to meditate the flow. So preparation for raising kundalini includes activating some of the lesser known and higher vibrational chakras, such as the casual vortex, which gives access to expanded awareness of the multidimensional reality all around us, Higher consciousness and multidimensional realities cannot be explored unless you are well-grounded through the Earth Star and Gaia Gateway chakras. While much attention has been paid to the major conventional seven chakras, the lesser-known chakras are vital to kundalini assimilation and fully utilizing your healing and intuitive abilities. And that's something we all have. Energy work, or Reiki, for instance, is greatly enhanced by opening the palm chakras. Research conducted in Japan, for example, demonstrated that uh, practitioners (laughs) of healing and, and martial arts techniques were capable of emanating extraordinarily large and strong pulsating magnetic fields from the palms of their hands and many times stronger than normal human biomagnetic fields, okay? So we are going to be um, activating our palm chakras. And what's really um, important, even if you don't want to do the kundalini activation, if you're interested in working with crystals, activating the palm chakras, which also includes your fingertips, will help you to feel the energy of your crystals better when you hold them, especially during meditation work, okay? So, um, you know, you can only be powerful if you have activated and fulfilled your dantian, which is another chakra. Opening up the earth star beneath your feet and the knee chakras help you to anchor the energy into everyday reality. Opening up the Gaia gateway links you into a higher dimension and divine connections and then grounds them. So the, earth, the um, earth Star Chakra is kind of, some people say it's below the feet in the middle. Some put it, you know, between the feet. Um, you got to make sure you're either laying down on a mat when we do this. Um, when you're working with your chakras, opening them up and using crystals for it, or if you have a big enough bed with, um, enough space, uh, for about five feet above your head to three, four feet below your feet. Okay. Um, and it also depends on, on which ones you're activating at the time. You know, you're not going to be activating all of the chakras at the same time. You're going to be taking it one step at a time. Um, so we're going to be opening up the, the Gaia Gateway, which will, you know, of course, link us into a higher dimension, but it also connects us and grounds us to Gaia, to Mother Earth, thus Gaia Gateway. So until all the chakras have been activated, kundalini cannot be fully assimilated and will just simply shoot out from the top of the head or leak from, you know, other base chakras downwards. So if you find that it's been blocked, it can be, you know, it it can be unblocked, the chakra. So don't worry about that. We'll get into that after. So we'll be using, you know, tried and tested crystals to cleanse, activate essential chakra connections to harmonize the subtle energy bodies and to meditate, to mediate rather higher dimensional energies and prepare for the weight of kundalini initiation. So... Um, in our next segment, we're just going to be talking about um, what chakras are on my website and on my um, Instagram at UES Medium is my Instagram handle there. Um, you will see a picture of all the chakras and where they are. I will put them on my blog for my website. And that way it won't be as confusing. Um, So we'll talk about what chakras are and what chakra healing is, chakra spins, and we'll talk about blocked chakras, what blocks them, and then we'll take it to the next level after that. So stay tuned. I'll be back in one moment hi and welcome back so first I would like to just talk about dowsing and what dowsing is some people use pendulums which are usually made out of crystal, Um, you can use uh, a necklace with uh, a pendant on it. Um, And what you do is you hold it up. And what dowsing is, it's going to give you a yes, a no, or an I don't know. So you're going to be asking questions of, and this is going to be pertaining to chakras when you want to see if something is blocked or overactive, or fine. So what you're going to do, you're gonna hold up, let's just say it's a necklace, with your, um, your pointer and your thumb. You're gonna hold it between there. You're gonna keep your hand steady, and you're going to ask the pendulum, show me a yes. And it's either gonna go clockwise, counterclockwise, or back and forth. Okay. So let's say it shows you yes is counterclockwise. And then you say show me no. And let's say no is back and forth. And then show me I don't know. Let's say that's clockwise just for the sake of argument. Okay. So just remember what your yes, no, and I don't knows are. And you'll be fine. Okay. So I just wanted to get that out of the way because that's how you're going to test your chakras later on. Okay. Again, Judy Hall has a um, quote here from about what chakras are from a CW lead beater and what this person has to say is, quote, the chakras or four centers are points of connection in which energy flows from one vehicle or body of man to another. When quite undeveloped, they appear as small circles, about two inches in diameter, glowing dully. But when awakened and vivified, they are seen as blazing, coruscating whirlpools of increased and much increased in size, and resembling miniature suns. So, if you missed last week's episode on chakras, and um, the seven chakras in the body, and their corresponding colors, you're going to be seeing it in the color of that specific chakra. So for example, if you have a root chakra, that is perhaps dull you'll see it as a dull reddish color, and when you start to uh, clear the blockage and it does start to it'll start to spin, you're going to see it become bigger and brighter and more vivid color red okay so now the chakras are multi-layered, multi-dimensional vortexes of subtle energy that radiate several feet out from the physical body. Linkage points between the physical and subtle energy bodies, they are metaphysical rather than physical, but they are essential to our efficient functioning in the world and to raising our consciousness. The Sanskrit word for wheel is what a chakra is. And the chakras act more like um, a vortex or valve, regulating the flow of energy through the subtle and physical bodies via the meridian, endocrine, and nervous systems. They mediate how much energy and what feelings you take in from the world around you and your response to the outer world. Loosely speaking, though, the chakras below the waist are primarily physical. So that would be, you know, your sacral, your root, and so on and so forth. Um, although they can affect the endocrine glands, and from that, the personality. Those in the upper torso are aligned to emotional functioning that can create psychosomatic conditions, as can those in the head that function on a mental and intuitive basis, but which may have physical repercussions. The chakras are an ancient concept that appears in many philosophies. Ancient Hindu texts speak of them as do early Egyptian writings. The texts reveal a deep understanding of the effect of the chakras and subtle energy on the body-mind through the endocrine system, an understanding which modern scientists are only just catching up with and in their research into the efforts of melatonin, tycline, serotonin, and DMT, the secretions of the brain that govern metaphysical as well as physical functioning. As Serena D- Runal-Dougal, who has been researching such connections for many years, she puts it as, quote, our knowledge of the endocrine system, the chemistry of our body, mind, and emotional system is still Miager. Mi- However, Partial, as our knowledge may be, it does fit together with what yogis, quote-unquote scientists of the subtle mind, tell us about the yogic chakra system. Our disciplines, apparently so different in language and method, appear to corroborate each other. So, how your chakras are, and whether they are stressed or functioning at optimum, powerfully affects your perceptions and your emotions and how you express your inner world. So if, you know, they're they're all tangled up, they allow subconscious fears and feelings to rule unchallenged. If they're operating well, they test and challenge perceptions and experiences rather than blindly following the same old pathway. This is why the chakras are so important in the human and soul evolution. They assist in assimilating downloads of higher vibrational energy that lift the soul beyond what has been known before. They have an essential part to play in well-being at every single level. Each chakra, quote-unquote, governs an area of life and an organ or part of the body, and it has to do with specific thoughts, emotions, you know, stress and tension, distortion, or sluggishness in a chakra will ultimately manifest as dis-ease within a physical body or be reflected psychosomatically or psychologically. Restore the equilibrium and rebalance the chakra and the dis-ease or distress disappears. So a lot of the way that we react and how we feel are related to whether our chakras are working at optimum levels. As far as chakra healing is concerned, traditionally, each chakra is linked to specific organs and has its own color. So again, like our first, uh, not our first, our, the last episode rather, where I talk about the different colors of the physical chakras, that's important. You might want to just revisit that if you're having any um, confusion on when I talk about color. But, you know, there are also different colored crystals that relate to chakras. So you can, as opposed to using a crystal that is meant for a specific purpose, you can do crystals by color. Um, It's a question of uh, resonance and harmony rather than simply color. Um, Certain crystals will definitely stimulate a a Salka Chakra. Others will slow down an overactive one. Um, If you want, I can give you a directory. I have a little list that I can put up on my website where you can um, take a look at the different colors and the different chakras it's associated with. So... um, If a chakra is spinning too quickly or is just like stuck open, using a complementary color crystal from the color wheel, which is what I'm going to put on my website, can bring it back to equilibrium. Simply select a crystal of a color from the opposite side of the wheel of the traditional chakra color. Then you can douse if you want to check that it will work for you. A crystal of the same traditional color as the chakra will stimulate a sluggish or blocked spin. By placing crystals on the appropriate color and vibration on the chakras, chakra imbalances are quickly eliminated. And they can be harmonized to work together, leading to better health and sense of well-being. Now there's something called the chakra spin. Chakras whirl. Chakras whirl. And it's not so much the direction of the spin that matters, but rather the speed and whether it is an appropriate direction for you. Um, I know for myself, when I am spinning my chakras to get them in balance, I usually try to have them spin clockwise and cognitively. I think I spend too much time in what direction they should be going as opposed to what they shouldn't be doing so I'm going to take a my own advice and just see if it's spin whichever way it spins take note of it and not try and force it in a certain direction You know, because everybody has a direction of spin that's right for them. And you can check it by dowsing again. You know, you can do that. This is why I explained dowsing in the beginning. Um, Occasionally, the direction of a spin needs to be reversed. But, you know, more often, it's the rate that needs adjusting. So it's not so much... um, If you douse and you say, it says that, oh, it should be spinning in a different direction. It's more of, I think, the way it's spinning than the direction. Um, So if a chakra is spinning slowly, it will be sluggish and blocked. It will not have much energy and it can't mediate flow or receive fresh input if it's spinning too quickly then it's stuck open and energy will be whirling in and out without restraint so if you're an empath that is just your biggest nightmare is to have a stuck open solar plexus <laughs> oh my goodness then then everybody's else's emotions are just going straight into you. You know, you without any type of filter, so to speak. Um, So, you know, if a chakra is stuck open and spinning too fast, this could be because the chakra above and or below it have blockages and are stagnant so they can become toxic. And that energy can't circulate freely along the spine and through the subtle bodies. So those chakras would also need treating. So if you find that the chakra, again, above and below it is stuck, you know, closed, and you have a chakra that's blown open, then you've got to balance all three of those chakras the one above, the one below, and the one that is open, okay? Um, the aim here is to have, you know, all the chakras balanced and functioning opti- at optimum levels at once. Okay, so now I'm going to talk really quickly about a blown or blocked chakra. So if a chakra is stuck open or blown, and it's, it's spinning too fast, it's known as... Like I said, a blown chakra. And it's particularly vulnerable to outside influence as there's no protection or meditation of the energy flow. A blown chakra may be quite literally blown away. That is out of line with the other chakras. If when dowsing or checking how chakra energy is flowing, it veers off towards one or the other sides of the body, then the chakra will need bringing back into the line. That is, it needs to be aligned not only in spin, but in energetic frequency with other chakras. But also move back into vertical alignment. So if when you're dowsing, let's say it goes back and forth to each side of the body, you know that it's not just spinning fast, it's just blown open. Um, Also, a chakra can be stuck in the closed position as well. And the energy may divert around it. So, you know, deficient in energy, a block chakra leads to blockages and negative qualities manifesting. A chakra may be blocked because of your own past input, conscious or otherwise. Or because other people, quote unquote, put a block on it. That they seek to control you. Don't want you to do something and so on and so forth. You know, chakra blockages have many issues and it pays to search for the deeper cause. So if you're in, let's say, a very, uh, in a relationship with a very controlling person, they could end up blocking your chakras. So, of course, we're not looking to put any band-aids on anything we always want to get to the root cause of why something is going on, whether it's metaphysical or physical, okay? So here we're going to talk now really quickly about what blocks the chakra. So, of course, there's many, many, many reasons why a chakra may become blocked or blown, and to some extent, this depends on where the chakra is situated along the, that vertical line, okay? Uh, geopathic stress, electromagnetic pollution, and too long spent under artificial rather than natural light has a profound effect on the physical body. And, it, of course, then the chakras. But old traumas, toxicity, closed-mindedness, and fixed beliefs Emotional pain and physical injuries can also contribute. So, they become an energetic pattern or engram that is imprinted onto into the appropriate chakra or subtle energy body at a very deep level. One of the major causes of blocked or blown chakras is past life issues that have been carried over into this present life. So, if that is something you feel is going on. And, you know, there are wide ranges of past life causes, but there's also a wide range of crystals to remedy that situation. So if you feel that's what's going on, um, we can do a crystal prescription and I can do um, a crystal grid for you and we can unblock or unblow these chakras and get to the root level and the root cause. You know, you can always make an appointment with me, and we can go through all of this. Um, The issues are imprinted on the karmic subtle energy body and the past life and casual vortex chakras. The layers may need to be peeled back gently over a period of time until the core issue is reached and then it can be released and the energy transmuted. So I know it seems like there's just so much to do before we get to the kundalini activation. But really, if there is no major cause of a blockage or a a chakra that is blown open, um, it won't be that long. We can just get get everything right and balanced and then we can start with a kundalini activation again i do a lot of different crystal healings so if you do feel that you have some sort of past life issue or traumas from you know growing up or you know, what's going on now in your life, we can definitely address those. We can fix them. We can get you balanced and back normal, to normal, um, as long as we get to the root cause, and that we can do. So I hope I've imparted some wisdom as into what chakras are and what, how they can be Stuck and why balancing them is so important and how to douse. You can reach me at psychic medium YC.com. Um, there should be, um, well, I know there is um, a way to email me from there. If you don't have my email address from the beginning. Um, so you can email me. You can, um, on the uh, website, you can send me a message. Um, Just let me know what's going on. We can always book a session. Um, Even if you're across the world, it doesn't make a difference. This can be done via distance healing. So don't worry if you're not in Manhattan or on the Upper East Side. Um, I've done a lot of distance crystal healings that have been very powerful and very therapeutic. And if you need a crystal prescription, that's another thing we can do too. You know, um, if you're proficient with crystals, I can tell you what you need and give you the layout and then we can go from there. So I hope you're enjoying your day and You know, we all deserve to live an extraordinary life. And this, what we're talking about, is step one to getting there. Because with kundalini activation, your life is going to get a lot better. You're going to feel a lot better on all levels. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And... We'll get there together. This is Jill Roberts, and this is Psychic Today.